Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. One pick in the NHL draft with the men that can't seem to stump. Do something dumb, that's an observation. CLT make them need to run. Love them every trash, CMT for short. Wonder if we best once you peep the score. Up at the crack of dawn, top stories of the morning. While you yawn and grab your coffee, rise to shine with 98.7. This is drop time. We provide highlights from your favorite teams. Got Dave and Rick making plenty of picks. It's rule 76. You've made it to Friday. February the 23rd, 2024, DNR with you, 9870 ESPN. Rick out, just just one more day, just today, and then back with us on Monday. I say good morning to my compatriot for the entire week, the great Dan Grassa. Hi, Dan. Good morning. Happy Friday. How are you? Uh, I'm I'm good. You know, I asked yeah. you pre-show, has the, the, the week of waking up at this really, I mean, let's be fair, ungodly hour gotten to you in your response, not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. I'm good to go. There was maybe a, maybe like a Wednesday somewhere around there where it was a little challenging, but I am feeling fantastic today. Fantastic. Mo- most people, we run through like a daily of how do you feel today? Monday, great. Tuesday, okay. Wednesday, eh. Thursday, not so good. Friday, oh, thank God it's the last day of the week. You are one of the few that has, has just kind of owned this. Well, I've done it a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind. I mean, it's sporadic. It's interrupted. It's not routine, but it's still like I, I'm no stranger to it. So I feel great. Good little hockey game we had last night. Nick's back in action. A lot of things going on. I can't wait to talk about it. Right? A lot of things going on. Morning roast, of course, today. Stuff you Ooh. missed, of course, today. Um, I'd like to dedicate the show today to a, a man who is who is bat- battling, 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 and that would be. One R.J. Santillo. I agree. We missed him yesterday. Well, we, we missed him. Now, Bauer did well. But R.J. is great. the R.J. is the lifeblood of the show. Without R.J., the show almost doesn't continue. He was unwell yesterday. He took today. He slept. I said, R.J., how are you feeling today? Figuring, oh, you know what? Had the day. Feeling much better. He's struggling. He's struggling mightily. He's a warrior. And for that, I dedicate this show to him he was like hibernating like a bear yesterday right P- poor rj yeah I mean, this is this is like five days now of illness for him too yeah and there's like no it seems like there's no end in sight at least to 100 percent recovery well I because mean, I hope it's okay because we're such now let's be fair we like weirdos neurotics like, yeah well i don't yes yes neurotic yes. but also like weirdos yeah. I said, um, you know, how, how you feeling? Like, like just to get a gauge of where, in fact, he was. He's like, I'm pretty much at the uh, the other team's forty, a- as if, if if he said, you know, 
I'm not feeling great. Like, he couldn't give me a, 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 on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm a 7, I'm a 4, I'm a 2. It had. I'm such a moron, it had to be dumbed down to, I'm at this yard line for the opposition. And if like, it depends on what football team you want to compare it to. Like, if it was the two locals here, normally that would be the end of the drive. Right. When you get to the other team's 40. But if it's a championship-caliber team, like, there's... Yeah, thank you, right. There's still a lot of real estate to cover here. So we're going to assume that, of course, this is championship-quality stuff, that he's still got some ground to cover, and that's going to happen over the next couple of days, right? I hope. I, I, yeah. I hope he battles today, next Monday, you know, a couple days from now, Monday, he's back to, to full health. But I worry for him. And RJ, if you need a kidney, it, like if this does turn out that it's, you know, some kind of an issue with the kidney and you need a kidney, I'm your guy. Uh, I appreciate that. A couple yeah. of things. Yeah. First, thank you to Raymond and Thomas Bauer. Yep. For the job they did yesterday. They did a very nice job. Uh, two, and I'm sure you'll touch on this, I'm glad you guys went to the brunch. I would have felt very bad had you not. And three, it is very concerning to me that you're dedicating the show to me while I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> as if I won't be here soon like you know something. And that makes me sad. I thought it was a nice apropos analogy to be at the other team's 40 as if you know we've crossed over like it's an illness we've crossed over to the other side i said you said how do you feel i said basically good enough to you know not complain about it still be here we all go to you know we all go to work i i, I would imagine i'm not contagious uh and, well, i hope not imagine you get the whole office sick from this no that'd be terrible terrible all five people um <laughs> <laughs> but it, good enough to be here the way i was before you i i I tailed off literally as you could hear it happening, which is troubling, over the four hours on Wednesday. So I felt how I felt uh, before that show, which is, I'm here. It's good enough. And that's where I'm at. All right. Again, kidney needed. I'm your guy. I don't like that you you imply that I might not be here soon. No, I'm Didn't not Didn't you bring anything. up the kidney earlier in the week, too, yeah, of course. for some reason? Do you well, know- it, it, listen, it's a, it's a common organ that can go south, and if it yeah, does, I'm here for you. It's almost like you're looking to unload one. Yeah, like it's no, I, no, I'm not. No, why would I want to be sliced open and give up a kidney? No, it's just my generosity. This is like at the deadline. You know something. That kidney's about to yeah. go, and you want to unload it. <laughs> right. No, I'm not looking to get a, a one for the kidney. I don't uh, want your kidney on a bad deal. You know what? You like, can't I- have my kidney any longer. Forget it. All this argumentative nonsense, you cannot... Have my kidney in. Listen, you gave your kidney a long term deal. That's your problem. Um, and we're paying that kidney too much money. So, yeah, the brunch, we'll get into the brunch certainly. But last night, if you're a Knicks Rangers fan, if you're a fan of, you know, teams at Madison Square Garden, like I am, like Raymond is, you had yourself a heck of a night as mm-hmm. the Rangers throttled, throttled, sorry, Dan, the Devils and the, uh, the Knicks went into Philly and beat. A team that most Knicks fans just can't stand. So, great night if you're a fan of Madison Square Garden teams. Yeah, great night. Um, you know, I think your kidney would do a better job tending the goal than what the Devils are trotting out there right now. So, the Rangers certainly took advantage of that. Knicks, obviously, the guys that they had in the lineup were more than enough. They had a nice big lead. And even though Philadelphia made it interesting, they still found a way to hang on there. And... I guess, and this usually tends to happen because it's happened a couple of times already this week with the show. We heard from some of the baseball particulars after we got off the air, of course, particularly down in Port St. Lucie with the Senga saga. Um, I, you know, I, this was my fear. I knew something was wrong. Like, like you know, like a mother's intuition when they just they just know it's like you, they they feel the forehead of the child. They're like, this is going to wind up being this and this and this, and they know exactly what it is. I knew. 
I knew, yeah, I knew this is going to be something real. And here's what upsets me the most. And we'll get into to Senga and the Mets and, and all, all baseball later on in the show. I really, I'd be stunned if they went out and signed one of these big free agent pitchers. The odds are not in their favor right now. I mean, I, I just don't think it's going to happen. I mean, David Stern said as much yesterday again. He kind of doubled down on their approach this whole time. And look, I think if you are one of these pitchers, and, and Boris, of course, is repping them, when you see something like this happen to a pitcher, and this is just one case. Remember, we've only had spring training for a week already. You know that there's going to be other teams with other starting pitchers who are going to come up with some sort of an ailment, and then that is just going to maybe drive up the price or the incentive even further for one of these guys to get the money they want. But it ain't going to come from the Mets. No, it doesn't sound like it's going to, and the Mets pitching is going to be, I mean, let's be fair, a real concern, at least for the, a, a good portion of the start of the season. So we'll, we'll get to that. We'll open up the phone lines to the Mets fans a little bit later in the show, but I think we start with the Knicks. I mean, you know, I, I was talking to John Winthrop, who went out to the brunch with us yesterday, our esteemed program director. He says, if the Knicks, this is yesterday before the, the Knicks game, obviously, he says, Knicks lose this game tonight, and panic sets in from the Knicks fan base. Well, you know what? Like, they have all year long, they answered the bell, they came out, they crushed Philadelphia early, really, for all intents and purposes, ended this game. It did get closer, but it never got to the point where you're like, Oh, my God. Right. It never yeah. got to single digits. So it was always pretty comfortable. And the Knicks in the end easily, I would say, beat a shorthanded undermanned Philadelphia team. And we talked about it yesterday, right? Like that was the first of three times these teams right. are going to play in the next 10 games. A- for the and Knicks. the only one in Philly next to her. And at the, Garden. the only one in Philly. So you want to bury this team and continue. Look. Not just the Knicks. I think every team that Philly has played without Embiid, I mean, they're doing a good job of beating the Sixers team. But you want to do your part. Because, look, I don't know when the hell Joel Embiid's coming back. You don't know. Nobody knows. But you want to continue to at least put this team further down the standing so you don't have to concern yourself with them at all. And they did a good job last night, like you said. Undermanned. Wasn't pretty. But they just found a way. And now you're going to come back on tom- uh, tomorrow night and you got Boston. The one team you probably don't want to see in your building, and, you know, we kind of yesterday tossed around, Dave, remember, well, if this Knicks team is going to be without, let's say, I think we use Julius Randle as the example, right? If, like, they're not going to have him the rest of the year, how do you think they would fare up against the rest of the Eastern Conference? Tomorrow's going to be a pretty good test, right? How you match up against the elite, even though you have an undermanned team a little bit. Uh, yes, I mean, you, you go into that, at least I go into that game thinking to myself, the Knicks are probably not going to win this game which I, I think makes it a little bit easier having the realization that that's, it's a really tough task. But you're right. They needed to win the game last night. They won the game last night. And, and maybe this is kind of a loser attitude. I look at tomorrow night uh, as almost like a house money kind of game. Like, if the Knicks can really just compete. I mean, the Knicks are very undermanned. Hardenstein played, what, 10 minutes last night. So I, I don't know how they beat Boston. If they do, that would that would be magical. And I think if they do somehow beat Boston tomorrow night, you start to have these these visions again of, you know, why can't we move up to the two or three seed? Because tomorrow night is is a legitimate big-time task. Well, the thing, too, about Hartenstein, didn't Tibbs say he's going to be on a little bit of a minutes restriction well, here moving I, I, forward? Which, minutes restriction, I, I get. I didn't realize it would be like not play for a week and, and, and play 10 minutes, though. Well, the problem is, remember, when, he, when Mitchell Robinson went down and he got into the starting line, remember, he was playing almost, it felt like, 40 minutes a night. Like, he was, like, really burning the candle at both ends. So it's caught up to him a little bit. Remember, he had to miss a few games yeah. because of the Achilles little strain that he had. And, you know, let's bring up his name again. Not a bad night for the throw-in again last night, don't you Precious? think? 
Yeah, the throwing. He's, he's, he, I got to tell you, Precious Bogdanovich, I mean, just terrific. Really? really. I mean, because Brunson, even though his stat line was good, his numbers, like his shooting was not great. He didn't he shoot turned the, the ball. ball over a lot, too. He turned the ball over a lot, and he didn't shoot the ball particularly well. He, he did his thing. Like, you look at the assists are good and points are good. But, no, if I would have told you, I don't know, at the beginning of the season, the Knicks would be where they are. And late February, be buoyed by Bogdanovich and Achua to win a game in Philadelphia. You would have had me checked in somewhere. No, you're absolutely right. And I think you created a new player, too, when you started talking. I don't know if you heard that. You said Precious Bogdanovich when you were rattling off him. That could be like a player's name. There there was supposed to be a comma there. But no, it it sounded good. Precious Precious Bogdanovich. (laughs) You know what? I got to be honest. I think that the Bogdanovich family had a misstep. Well, I don't know what his, I like his relationship status is, but if he's if he, if he's got like you know significant other or whatever, I don't know if he has kids or not. But if he does decide to procreate or if he you know wants to continue to do that, I think the name has to be Precious Bogdanovich. Precious, it sounds nice. It does, and yeah. you could get credit for that, by the way. I didn't realize I said it, but I, I didn't mean I, I didn't make a misstep. I just I it, there was maybe an unknown comma there. Like oh Precious. no, I got it. But inadvert- see, that's the genius of you. Inadvertently, uh-huh. you created this fictional person that should be a real human being. Isn't that really the genius? Without even that knowing, is. without you even know knowing, I, I just create great radio. You don't even know it, baby. Do I, not I, even know. Um, but no, I, like it, it was a good night um, because, as again, we were talking about it at the at the lunch yesterday. That boy, if they lose this game to an undermanned Sixers team, which is still trying to figure things out themselves in their new reality, then we will be sitting here this morning like, "Uh uh-oh, what's going to happen with this Knicks team? But we don't have to talk about that. That's right. You you could put that to rest. And and they didn't just go out and win the game. They went out and and made a statement. They they led by, what, 27 points at one point? I mean, they absolutely undressed Philadelphia. And it got... You can't say it got clo- it got closer. If it never gets to single digits, it didn't really get all that close, right? Probably not. But any look, it's the NBA. A twenty point lead could disappear in you know five minutes, and and it did. It went from and it tw- did. It went from twenty to twelve in like a nanosecond. But again, I mean, you get production from guys that you did not expect to be producing at this point of the season. And I think it's fair to say what you're trying to do if you're the Knicks right now. You're trying to tread water, right? Like I mean, we'll see what happens with Randall. Hopefully, he's able to come back. Hopefully he'll be able to get a, a better version of Hartenstein moving forward and not 10 minutes and like two rebounds in, in a game. Ananobi would be a, a, a huge piece to return. Mitchell Robinson would be a huge piece to return. So we sit and we wait and we're pleased that the Knicks win last night. You check it off the list and you move on. And two, you never know how you're going to be after a long layoff. Like they, remember, they haven't played in a week. Right after the All-Star break. So some guys could be rusty. Some guys could have went away to, you know, Cabo or whatever for the week. And maybe they're not on their game. Just get the win. They did. And now you see where you stand against Boston tomorrow. Should be that, fun. That's right. That's right. Kind of a, a litmus test against the uh, the Boston Celtics tomorrow night. So 1-800-919-3776. We're, we're happy that RJ is here with us. We're happy the Knicks won. Many of us, myself, Raymond included, are happy the Rangers won. Um, and we have a lot to do today. We're unhappy. I think everyone's unhappy with the Senga news, right? Even if you're a Yankees fan, you're not an animal. That's like, oh, great, Senga's hurt. So everyone's unhappy with that. No, but there's we got animals a- out there. You think that there's like no, there's, people? Yeah, there's animals. Yeah, you think yeah. there are people listening to the show right now? They're like, yes, 
Senga is going to be shut down for quite a while. Yeah, 12-year-olds, like if you hate the Mets, like if you're like Mr. Yankee fan kid and you hate the Mets, yeah, you're probably thrilled that the Mets are dealing with something but that could why, potentially make their season worse. why, if you're Mr. 12-year-old Yankees fan, would you have any care in the world about the Mets? Well, because you have no life. Because your, is, is, your life is measured by how your team does in relation to, let's say, the other team that gets well, attention no, no, no. in this town. As a Mets fan, I understand why you would have that feeling against the Yankees. As a Jets fan, I understand how you would have that feeling against the Giants. As a Yankees fan, I don't know how you or why you'd have that feeling about the Mets. Well, because they've become a little bit more of a rivalry, certainly over the last 25 years. Interleague play, the Subway Series, it's a thing. And, and remember, they're competing for attention as far as the baseball conversation is concerned. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg. I don't think anybody's as insane as you are when it comes to rooting for the teams. Insane has such a negative connotation. I know it does, but I mean, let's face it, my friend. Don't you have to at least be objective and say that is the reality? I took the treadmill and I smashed it into the window. Insanity? What did you do to your wedding video? Or I snapped plate? it in two, yeah. Then what do you call that? Passionate. Caring. I don't think that's passionate. That's I don't think all. that's caring. So that's a crime of passion, which you That's say. right. An Oscar, Oscar Pistorius, Pistorius moment. This DiPietro and Rothenberg. Tell me, somebody's in the loo. Better see who it is. On 98.7 ESPN. I remember when 
Mike DNR with you, the big 7 o'clock hour, 98.7 ESPN. Is there football this weekend? Or, or no, we still have another football this weekend. Mm. Now we're done. Oh. You know, just li- li- listening back to that rejoin, though, like yeah. if you would have told me on the bingo card of like names that I did not expect to utter this morning on the show, I would think Oscar Pistorius would be on that bingo See, card. And That's going to be I mean, used as evidence against Dave one day. That open right there. Why? You tell me. No, statute of limitations has passed, I think. Hmm. I, I, I've never done anything like that. No. Why would know, you go not... there? Why would you go there? Because <laughs> well, that, well, was that his, 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 his excuse? Was it it's the a, Blade a, Runner, right? Mo- moment of, yeah, moment of passion. I know. Yeah. I, I think he claimed that he didn't, that he thought he, he was had an intruder or something. Like minute, something yeah. yeah. I don't think it was a thing of passion at oh. all. All right, so that is a bad, bad analogy for me. It was an awful analogy. All right, so you know what? I'm not perfect. It's spur of the moment, Ray. It was horrifying. It's not, it's not like so you would so admit to sit there and, and and do research and figure it out. So you admit to some wrongdoing. Yeah, of course, of course. Okay. I mean, I'm not perfect. I do the best I can, and sometimes I have I make mistakes. Like like if Ray were truly the man that I thought he was, he would say, you know what? I should have done the open yesterday, and for that, I'm sorry. But he won't. He'll just he'll just I'm fall not. on the sword. Right, Ray? Yeah, I'm not sorry. Yeah. Now, now right. Look, care. I thought I thought you handled it properly. But do you think in the future, let's say like similar scenario crops up, would the events of yesterday factor into your decision about whether to do it or not do it moving forward? <sighs> it's hard to say because I feel like that I would do it, but I'm not sure how much the events of yesterday. Yesterday was a special circumstance, you know. Uh, email rolled in. Since you knew RJ was going to be out, Ray works three jobs and you only work four hours a day. Maybe you could have arrived more than five minutes before the show and stepped up and prepared the open yourself. Well, who said this? Uh, email. Uh, it was Vinny F. But I, I don't do the open. I'm not. Well, I, who, I, salient who, points, Vinny F. But but here's the thing. How does Vinny know that you do or don't arrive five minutes before well, the show? Well, because I make it publicly known. And it's not five minutes before. I think yesterday I was like ten minutes early. So you like brag about that stuff? Not, not brag. I'm just I like I said. I let you behind the curtain. Uh, now Louis C says other times Rick was off. Ray took the lead on the Thursday Open. RJ never does the Open. So Ray punting on the Open was sudden and heartbreaking. And I'm still recovering. Thank God for the West Coast Open. Louis, you're C. right. You know what? You know what I say to that? You're welcome. You're welcome. If I if, if I leave anything behind in terms of legacy for the week, it, and this is going to extend, I think, deep into the future, it's the West Coast Open because now you always have that as an option. Always. Um, I'm doing everything I can to avoid talking about Senga. Um, um, Do you want me to throw my hypothetical at you if you don't want to talk about Senga yet? No, we need to. Yeah, you give me the hypothetical. Is it sp- at least sports-related? Yeah, it's, it, it's about... Hockey, like we talked about last night. All right. The Devils Rangers. Because we were talking about this off air during the, the, the game last night. Our good friend Harvey, who was, who was also working the game. All right. He threw Spe- this speaking, of, speaking of yeah. uh, insanity. I mean, that, that, he's, he's nuts, Harvey. He's passionate. He's, he's um, nuts. He buys himself birthday presents. Well, I think he gets spending money, and he probably spends some on <laughs> himself. What do you mean he gets spending money from himself? Well, no, if, if like, for instance, like you, you, in, in your life for a birthday or a holiday or something, like somebody doesn't give you money, what do you do with no, the money? No, no, then no, you no, buy no, something no. for yourself. No, 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 no. Yeah. He doesn't open a card that says, Harvey, happy 33rd birthday. Here's $250, love mom. No. Harvey goes to a store, purchases, purchases himself with his own dime birthday presents, wraps them, 
and opens them on the birthday. So that ruins the surprise completely. <laughs> I would think so. And it's odd. With his own money. His own money. Like not money that was given to no. him. No. No, it's not like he's taking the money and saying, you know what? Like I now I'd like to buy myself a um a Ronaldo jersey. No. No. All right, well, I mean, that's that's neither here nor there, and it's not relevant to the thing I'm about Still to bring Still insanity up. is what I'm saying. Continue. Uh, okay. Go ahead. Um, so he made the, he asked a question, and it got me thinking because I had never thought about this. Devils-Rangers last night, right? Mm-hmm. Out of the local teams we have in our city, in the four major sports, he said, is Devils-Rangers a top three rivalry not for in me. our city? Not for, well, let, let, well, before I say not for... Th- not for me. You say, Rob, like, I would prefer the Giants beat the Jets than the Rangers beat the Devils, but that's because it's one every four years. See, I, uh, right, now, like, I'm thinking Rangers about Islanders it. Rangers Islanders is clearly, clearly a huge rivalry. Well, no, and, and what got me thinking, remember you said earlier in the show about, like, what person, you know, and I said the 12-year-old that's happy that Senga got hurt. And that got the rivalry thing churned into my head because, in my opinion, like, if I were to rank them, I think Rangers Islanders is the number one rivalry. Clearly. Locally. Okay. To me, and this is more a byproduct of the last like twenty five years with everything that's happened. I think Mets Yankees might be number two. Nah, I don't agree. I don't. What would be number two? Ri- what, I mean, now there's a difference between saying rivalry and what I'd prefer. Like, but they Mets they play the every Yankees. year. They play every year, and they play. They've played in a World Series. Yeah, one time the Rangers Devils have played in in numerous playoff series. But to me, Devils Rangers is top three. Odds but of both the have Mets to be playing good. the Yankees in the postseason are almost none. Odds Mets, of the Rangers playing the Devils in the postseason has a real chance every year. But Mets-Yankees, no matter how good or bad either one of the teams are, all those games virtually sell out in the Subway Series. You can't say the same about Rangers-Devils. I mean, I saw empty seats there last night. So let, let's think this through now. What what could it be? What What are our options here? Islanders-Rangers, well, in my mind, is clearly one. There's there's nothing even right. close. The, forget the basketball. There's no rivalry. No, there. the Nets are, are not That's there. like 19th on the list. No. Yeah. Uh, Giants-Jets. See, I, It's I once need, every four years. I, so I need – here's what I need for you to do for me. Mm-hmm. Define rivalry. And, and I'm not being like a jerk about it. Like I, I need it defined so I know what I'm going in here with. It's open to interpretation. Whatever you want it to be, that defines rivalry. But, like, the reason I can't go Giants-Jets is, number one, they're not in the same division-slash-conference, which the Mets and Yankees aren't either. But they don't play every year. You know what I'm saying? Right, they play once but, every four years. But the World Cup is once every four years, and you, you can't wait for it. And it's, it's unbelievable. Different. That's an international sport. So what? An international event. This is team sports here every single season it's played. I mean, just because they share a stadium doesn't make it a rivalry. I mean, if you that sounds like you know the rationalization. Well, why is the Mets and Yankees a rivalry, really? Though they've played in a World Series and they play they played every in a World year. Series tw- twenty five years we, ago. Dave, if we had this conversation, if you and I were doing morning drive radio in nineteen ninety five, prior to the inception of interleague play, I wouldn't sit here and say Mets Yankees is a rivalry. But a lot has happened in the last quarter century to where I think right now it might be the number two sports well, rivalry what, in our the town. The only reason Mets-Yankees potentially is, in fact, a rivalry is because there's nothing better than that. I don't look at the Mets-Yankees as, oh, that's a great rivalry. Well, uh, I might say that there's nothing that I would choose over that. And so it's uh, by process of elimination, that might be on the top three. Well, that's what I'm saying. Right. I mean, like we, we just don't have as many rivalries as maybe we're conditioned to believe in the well, city. We, in my mind, we really don't have any besides the one. 
I think Mets Yankees is a rivalry because every game sells out. So. Every uh, game sells out. Well, let's ask these guys. RJ, Mets Yankees rivalry for you? It is, but it's not. Uh, yeah, I can take it one step further. Mm-hmm. For people of my generation, it does not hit the same way that I think people of the generation above me would expect it to. I when I, when I worked with Michael and Don, like they used to look at me almost crazy when I would say that the Yankees and Red Sox are much bigger rivals, and they would say, "No, the Yankees and Mets were historically." Wait, that, that, they they think that. That's one of the worst takes I've ever no, heard. Yeah, well, they no, think that's that true. Yankees and Mets is a bigger rivalry than Yankees and Red Sox. Uh, no uh, way. Of a cer- of a certain time, not not. He like, means like younger people, like, who like, did, in, like in the in in the interleague play era. Yeah, like, like RJ's age. Like who did you want to beat more? Not like like let's go over the games, which games matter. But like who did you want to be? Like you wanted to be king of your own city. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, you want to be king of your own city, but uh, maybe there's just some misinterpretation going on here because there's no well, way Dave, that that's a bigger rivalry than Met and Yankees and Red Sox. Dave, last summer, remember when we had the? Because I remember it vividly because I was in traffic for three hours. Remember when we had that golf outing out in Long Island? Oh, and it rained, and it rained like the Dickens. And I the drove Mets, home. The in Mets that thing. destroyed the Yankees that night. Thank you. Okay, so three hours driving back to Jersey, passing Yankee Stadium, it was Subway Series. Now remember. Mets were garbage at that point last year, like absolute garbage. Yankees weren't all that great either, but yet every seat was sold at Yankee Stadium. There was buzz for the game, even though maybe you and I didn't have the buzz because the team was terrible, but people still got geeked up for it because it's Subway Series. I think that it's now just part of our sports culture. Yeah, I, I don't know. Even I, though I think interleague play is played, by the way, and if and if you told me snap your fingers, it's gone tomorrow. I'm okay with it. Now Mets play the Yankees. Does it mean I'm more willing to tune it? Like, am I more excited? Yeah, probably so than like a, a Mets Marlins game. Well, but I, that adds some fuel, don't you think? Yeah, I, I guess. But but then like yeah, I got Rex Ryan covering up the Giants Super Bowl trophies. Like that doesn't add to the rivalry. Well, I mean, you got Rex Ryan putting Mark Sanchez in the fourth quarter of a preseason game because right. of I get the, the Jets putting the bloodied Eli on the, like their playbook. Like I don't know. I think there's something there <laughs> with the Giants and the Jets. But I don't think it's Mets Yankees. I'm not sitting here telling you that there's something not there with Jets Giants. I just don't think it's Mets Yankees. Yeah, I, I, I guess what this defines for me is... Well, Dave, last night you had Rangers-Devils. You just okay? steamrolled we, we just me. saw it. You just steamrolled me. No, but we just saw it. But I had like right? a pause gathering a thought you just stole from me. Go ahead. I don't remember what I was going to say now. Like Precious... Uh, what's his name? Precious uh, Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich. Uh, no, <laughs> is, is that is that it just goes to show me how we really don't have a lot of great rivalries here in New York. Like, like between New York teams. If you're sitting here telling me Mets-Yankees is the second biggest rivalry, then we just don't have monster rivalries here in New York. And that's why I thought it was an important conversation to have because I think that normally we would just assume that we do, and we really don't. I, I thought Knicks-New Jersey Nets was a bigger rivalry than Knicks-Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, I, as a Knicks fan, I... <laughs> I mean, and maybe it's a nasty thing. The, the Nets are completely irrelevant to me. Well, they are now, more well, they, they so always, than they, they were they even when had, they were in mean, Jersey. The Nets were relevant for a minute when they had Kyrie and Durant and James Harden, and that went very quickly. And even then, I, I, I mean, I didn't like them because I didn't like Harden and I didn't care for Kyrie, but I didn't look at them as a Knicks rival. Back then, like, like I said, somebody who grew up in Jersey 
as a Nets guy, like there was I, those Knicks games were huge, each and every one. Maybe it was because like the little brother thing, like you were trying to assert your dominance, prove that you belong. I mean, especially even like in the early '90s when the Knicks with Riley were doing their thing, and the Nets had this up and coming team, and you were trying to, you know, you're in the same division, competing for the same thing. I thought that there was a rivalry there. At now, some point, nothing. At some point in the future, do you ever yeah. envision? I'll walk. I'll walk you through a couple of them. Mets, Yankees, same division. I know it's been talked about. I sure as hell hope that doesn't happen. Giants, I mean, Jets ruining, in the same division. I sure as hell hope it doesn't happen. No, I'm not asking you if you hope it doesn't happen. I'm asking you, do you expect that to happen one day? Not in our... I think there's a better... Only because, as evidenced by the wardrobe and the fashion now, um, baseball is trying really hard to try to ruin itself. So I would say that there's a better chance of it happening on the baseball side than on the NFL side of the, of that of the teams being in the same division. I, I I wouldn't want to see it. I think there's something nice about keeping these teams separate. Well, there's no the, the, the tradition and all that stuff. It's going out the window like with each passing day. And I agree with you. I, you know, like we're we're in agreement there. Keep it the way it is. But. It just seems like it's been talked about too much, and it seems like that they, like the the governing bodies of these sports, and especially baseball, it's like they're changing too many things to for what appeal's sake to try to ring in new well, fans. Well, I, I mean, think about this now, right? You you people have so many millions of choices of what to do every single day, right? I mean, kids can't sit and watch a full game. They're on TikTok. They're playing video games while they're watching games. They watch on their phone, and it's it's very difficult to maintain the full fan base. If you have to drum up a reason why it's going to make people tune in and go and, and be more interested, then I think that's what you have to do if you're running the product well, does isn't it? And I don't think, like, if that were to happen on the baseball side, like, if, if you told me Mets-Yankees were going to play 12 times a year against each other, I think some of the rivalry actually dissipates. You would think it wouldn't be that case, but I think it would get played. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. This, this is why, this is why, this is why I'm hot. Is the morning roast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. The morning roast. one 800 Nine one nine three seven seven six. Are we ready to go? Of course we're ready to go. Take a breath. Dial up where your roast would would be. And you can go anywhere you'd like. You can go anybody on the show. You can go anybody that you deal with in everyday life. You can go sports. You can go non-sports. 1-800-919-3776. Let's start out as we start out Stump Rothenberg with a man who must be in a great mood this morning because his Islanders are just playing great hockey. And that's the great Andy in Merrick. Lead us up on the roast, Andy. Good morning, David, and 
You are right on point. It pains me to say it, but my roast is for my Islanders. This team needs to be blown up. We are a couple of years removed from conference finals. I get the fact that Lou Lamarillo, brilliant Hall of Famer, but he's locked us into some really bad contracts and keeps doubling down on old, slow core. We will likely not make the playoffs, much less a cup run. It's time to get younger. It's time to rebuild. Let's go, Islanders. Uh, yeah, it, it feels, and thanks for the call and the roast, it feels like it, it is it is kind of falling apart right before our eyes with the Islanders, doesn't it? Did you see last night, by the way, in that loss to St. Louis, the Blues scored three goals in a span of 32 seconds. Yep. I, I don't know that I've ever seen anything like that before. It's no. funny because I, I, I had the game on, and I was focused. I, in fairness, I was focused more on the on the Rangers game and on the, uh, on the Knicks game. So I was kind of watching that, and then I turned back. I was like, wait. Does that say three? And I thought, because I don't, for all of a sudden, I don't have the best vision. I was like, I, I'm confident it says three. I got up and took a step towards the TV to confirm that, in fact, it said three. And it did. But you know what? And Andy could probably attest to this. They looked fantastic in those suits walking into the arena. Oh, fantastic. A, a, very classy. Yeah. Very classy. Um, Raymond? Hi. Raymond? Hi. Why don't you go ahead and give us your... Morning roast. Well, this is another uh, one of those roasts that came to me day of in the morning. So you know that I drive in every day. Oh, we do. And, we, do. we know. And uh, Dave, you've experienced this uh, once or twice. The uh, oil truck guy who oh, that just blocks blocks in the middle of the street and, and blocks gets out. the street, even though he has ample room to park to the side. So I don't know if I should be roasting the oil truck guy here. Or the people who still use oil on the Upper West Side of Manhattan that make his job a necessity, but it makes it really difficult. You know, I've got I've got a long night the previous night. First world problems here. I, I get it, but really long night uh, with the two games. Go home, try to get some sleep, wake up, drive into the city to try and find my parking, and it just really makes it that much more difficult, especially on a Friday when you've got to deal with all the alternate side parking when you make a right to go up the street and literally right there staring you in the face is the oil truck guy oh. with his gigantic truck oh. even though he again he's got ample parking to the side where he can move that thing and be out of people's way but he still he still opts to Ray, Ray, block I as had, much traffic as possible I had and I think you had the same there was one day a couple yep. months ago yep that we ran into the same guy so he's about 90% down the block Dan and I go right there and I go you're gonna have to move and he's just like no. And I was like, you have to move. I can't get by. I'm going to be late for work. He goes, back up. I was like, I. you want me to back up? I, all like the a, way back. back all, all the way back. way back up. To a traffic light, by the way, on a one-way yeah. street. Going the wrong way. Going the like, wrong way. He's like, Yo. And I was like, you're a bleep. I was like, you really are. <laughs> he is. I, I, he I is a bad I human being. So, I, I had to, so here's what I did. And this was awful, Ray. I, had to, I made a three because I couldn't back up that far. I'm not all that great at that. I made a three-point turn and I drove the wrong way back down the street. I, I did not really. Make, I did not yeah. make the three-point turn. I did back my jeep all the way down the block, and I thankfully I was able to find parking on another block, but it just made me. And and that morning, 
that morning that that did happen, you know, I I, I was almost late. RJ actually sent out, hey, hey, are you are you okay, buddy? Like, RJ was worried about me. And you know what the worst thing about it is? I, uh, my meter expires by 90 seconds, and I have a ticket on my car. But this jack wagon blocks an entire street of traffic, and somehow no one takes notice oh, except for the wor- people that wor- are affected. Worst part today? Worst part today? Uh, there's an NYPD vehicle that just sits on this particular street every single day. I see him there. Okay. He's right next to him. Right next to that cop. Not I did nothing? Not, nothing. So why, not why, roast thing. the cops, Ray. Go right no, after I'm the NYPD. Roast, I'm not even going at the NYPD because, yeah. like, okay, the, you, you, it's clearly not your prerogative. But, like, this has happened many times this winter already. That, I'm, that, I'm over that it. That is awful. That and what is, about the, what I, about the, tr- I hope, the I same hope vein. you listen, oil, oil truck guy. You suck. You do. You suck. What, what about the trucks that are just pulled over to the side of the road, but not quite parked and pulled over officially, but yet they're blocking three available parking spaces that you could have, but they don't want to move their truck? A, a lesser evil, but still an evil. Yes, oh, evil, agreed. Evil with agreed. an E, capitally. Yeah. 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 Alan in Uniondale. This could get ugly. Alan, you're on the morning roast. All right. Good morning, fellas. Good morning, Alan. fellas. Good morning, company. All right. So, you know, initially, right, initially I was going to roast the whole show. I was going to roast the whole show. But, you know, Raymond Julio Manuel Santiago, he said it was on him. So I was like, all right, so I want to roast Raymond Andreas Santiago. Yo, a lot of us look forward to the uh, to the Thursday Open, you know, a lot of us, like myself. I catch the show Monday to Wednesday, you know, via app, ESPN New York app. But Thursdays, I wake up. I wake up to listen to the open, you know? And you let us down. You let us down. Not only did you let us down, you let Dave down because Dave seemed like he was upset. And you let I, Nas I, I'm, down. I'm still upset. Yeah. You let, you, he let Nas down, too. He let Nas down, too. And, you know, the show has a guest this week, right? The show has a guest. Dan is here. And it's time for Dan to show us what he got. You know, for the East Coast Open. And you didn't even give Dan the opportunity. You didn't give Dan the opportunity to shine. And you had the play right there because you said you had the template, right? Yeah, the template, it it, it lives on his computer. Right. So it's like, come on, man. You took the ball out of Dan's hands. Come on, man. And props to Dan. Props to Dan because he didn't check out like Pippen. No, he did not. Mm -mm. He didn't check out like Pippen. And you know what even makes it worse? What makes it worse? You know what makes it worse? What makes it worse? He doesn't even care. No. He doesn't even care. He's defiant. episode... When Jerry got that heartfelt letter and Kramer had to yell at him like, you don't even care, Jerry. She's fighting for you. Fight for her. Yo, <laughs> come on. Come on, Raymond. You don't even care, man. You got to fight for us, dog. We, we, yo, we love you out here. See, uh, Alan, it's a great roast. And then, and Ray, on, I, I got a little bit more. Oh, he's got Uh-oh. a little bit more. Sorry. Go ahead. All right. So, Raymond. Raymond Alfonso Santiago, you, sir, are my roast of the week. You are my roast of the week. There it is. And I'm messing up your middle name on purpose because you are getting roasted. He's got more names than Matumbo for crying out loud. Yeah. Uh, now, now, that was a good roast. Ray, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn back to you quickly. <laughs> Do you recognize how much you've hurt so many? He's definitely hurt. Yeah, he's def- uh, but, to, but he, to, and he's not alone. To, to, to call me out of my name that many times. That's, but, uh, but do you recognize how you've hurt so many? I'm starting to see that I hurt more people than I realized. So, but if, I'm I'm st- I'm st- uh, still not sorry given the circumstances. You're you're an animal. I I so I, you, I have you a little do it again. I have a, I have a little more empathy about the about the situation, but I'm I'm not sorry. But but in defense of my friend Ray, 
Okay, and I understand to some what happened yesterday was indefensible. But we're teammates. And if you're part of a team, you have to sometimes pick up your teammate, right? For yeah, but it was, it was Antonio Brown-esque where he's just taking his clothes off in the end zone okay, and, fine. and leaving the stadium. Listen, like, I'm, not but, quite, but, I'm not quite to that point. Uh, it's, not, but, it's not far off. Tom Brady picked up Antonio Brown because he orchestrated a late fourth quarter drive to beat the Jets that day. I was there. Um, my invention of the West Coast Open, I think, was able to still salvage the day. Yeah, I, I, think I, the West Co- I think the West Coast Open ended up being a lot better than the Thursday no, Open would no, have let's been. Not, let's not, let's not well, no, but, but Dave, the West Coast option, see, this is like the genesis of it. This is now here to stay. It, you can go to that anytime you want. It wasn't just I like a one-shot deal. But, but, and and it's, it's a great byproduct, but the original screw-up in the entirety of the situation was Raymond, who punted on irresponsibility and upset the masses. And for that, on his behalf, I apologize. Now, we were both there. As far as the, the template is concerned, I yeah. had no idea where this thing was, how it was earthed, and when it even became available. Well, I, I didn't I see this template until... You, you, you take any blame, and if, if I've done anything to make you feel like you've been blamed I, for that, I no, apologize. No, I'm not, I'm not shouldering any of it. No, okay. none whatsoever. No, no, no. But, but nobody placed any blame on you. No, the entirety of the blame goes on one man and one man alone. Um, you're listening to DNR, 9870 SPNW EPN FM, New York. Uh, Dan, you ready to roast? <laughs> oh, yeah. All Absolutely. Right. Let's go. You know, we, we've talked about it, I think, a couple of times this week. We've traded some texts over it as well. This is a shout out to the good people at Fanatics. Uh oh. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> I mean, like, what are you doing? Like, Major League Baseball and Nike. And Fanatics, they all put their heads together and said, hey, you know what? How can we screw up the Major League Baseball uniforms more so than they are right now? Like I told you, a couple of years ago when Nike took over, like I was so anti the big swoosh, like sticking out like a sore thumb on the jerseys. But I, I, I came around. You know, now it's there. So now they made the jerseys and they put it in Fanatics' hands. The uniforms in general, not just the ones that you and I or any yo-yo can buy at the store or at the shop or online. These are the actual jerseys and uniforms that the players are going to wear during the games. The jerseys look cheap. They look like they're made out of paper towel. You could see right through them. And the same goes for the bottoms. Because if you've seen some of the pictures that have been circulating online, because a lot of the teams are having their photo days and whatnot, I the see pants... Everything. The pants are see-through. No, it's unbelievable. It's, I, I mean, like, you are seeing things that we should probably leave to the imagination. Things that shouldn't be seen. Right, they're so Ron Jeremy you, pants is what they are. Exactly. So you could ride up to City Field, Yankee Stadium, whatever ballpark suits your fancy over the summer. You might take a nice road trip and go out of town. You bring little Jimmy and little Bobby and you bring the dog even. And you sit there and you're watching baseball, and then the seventh inning stretch rolls around, and then little Timmy stands up and he says, Hey, Dad, how come I can see, uh, you know, what's that uh, down there below there with Aaron Judge? That's Fanatics for you. What the hell is going on at Fanatics? Yeah, it's, it's a really bizarre situation, and it needs to be remedied and remedied quickly. Very nice. Very nice. Um, let's continue along and go to Noah in Bergen, who wants to roast you. Hi, oh. Noah. 
Good. Hi. Hey, guys. Good morning. Dan, that was uh, a good roast, but I am going to roast you. Uh, and to a lesser extent, Dave, for letting oh. you get away with it. What did I do? Uh-oh. <clears throat> we usually, you just let Dan get away with his nonsense. So earlier this week, we were talking about um, the Mets signing Pete Alonso to a long-term contract, pros and cons, etc. And Dan, you said something like, "How can how can they pay him when he hasn't won anything? This is baseball. He cannot bat 25 times a game. He cannot pitch the whole game. He's one guy. And in baseball, more than any other sport, one person cannot take over a game. He only has so many chances to have his impact on the game. So you cannot use that as a reason to not sign a guy. I'm not saying well, we should sign him long term. Right. But well, Noah, let me you explain. That's the reason. But Noah, I, I, let me explain. I understand as a fan that's how you look at it, but we're not the ones making the decisions. And I guarantee you the people that are making the decisions, in this case David Stearns and Steve Cohen, if the money starts to get a little wonky, at the end of the day that's their objective, to win, to put together a winning team. So I'm sure that that's going to factor into the conversation. Hey, it's great having this guy on our team, but it's not like we've won anything anyway since yeah, he's been but, here. Yeah, but you know what? And I don't remember this conversation, But I, and thanks for the call, Noah. I think Noah's right. Like, you can't not pay him because he's never I, I, won. Judge has never won either. I get it. Neither is my Trout. Has never I, I get won, it. It is so. baseball. I know that. Right. But they, at the end of the day, have a responsibility, and they're trying to put together a winning product more than anything. Uh, let's go down to the Carolinas. And bring in Anthony in North Carolina. Go ahead, Anthony. Good morning, fellas. Shout out to the company. Hope everybody's doing well this morning. All right, so I need to roast Bart Scott. And I did have an original roast to begin this week, but I've kind of had some time to simmer down from that. But that's neither here nor there. Bart Scott got me going yesterday. What did he do? So I'm just, I'm just tired of him playing doctor on the radio. He, got, he gets one thing right about the OG Ananobi injury about him about to get surgery two days later og got the surgery after bart said he was going to get the surgery blah 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 whatever now he's sitting there talking about the randall injury and saying how randall should be playing because it's his non-shooting shoulder like he doesn't need to use the right side of his body at all while he's playing and you know if it was you can't stand these nba players yada 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 bart you're not in the man's body you don't know how he's feeling i don't even think they know if he's going to need surgery yet and, you know, now Bart is just the, the Dr. Scott just parading around talking about all these injuries that he knows. And then, Dave, on top of that, Uh-oh. Ty brought up the funeral. And I know you guys don't have a crazy tight relationship, but without saying it, he essentially said he couldn't care less if he died. Well, that's not nice. And I just want, that, I mean, that's I just just, want you to that's know just not that, nice. that if you were to pass, I'd be on the first flight up there. I'd be a pallbearer, whatever you need me to do. All right, guys, that's my roast. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you very much. I mean, here's the thing. To to not care less if I were to die, and I even said yesterday that Bart and I, I mean, I never see Bart. I like him. He's a nice guy, but I, we don't have any relationship because our, our paths don't really cross. But, but didn't RJ, I, RJ get confirmation on that, he said? Yeah, would you like to hear some of the audio? Oh, boy. Sure. Dave Rothenberg, you familiar with him? Uh, I think I've heard of him. You've heard? So if you walked into the studio right now, would you have any clue who he is? Um... Yeah, a little bit, but if we were if he, a little if he, bit, if he's in a, you do or you don't. No, if he was in a studio, maybe. But if I saw him like walking, like say in the lobby or something, or walking right like as I'm walking like at the garage or something like that, you wouldn't have I, no clue. No clue. 
He's lost a lot of weight. He's, he's looking really good. But anyway, so he did this segment this morning. Him and Dan were talking about like the people who would show up to his funeral if he had died. And your name came up and he wasn't quite sure you would show up just because he doesn't think that there's all that familiarity between you two guys. So I wanted to ask you, if Dave unfortunately passed away, would you be at his funeral? Depends on what day the funeral was. I mean, so what? So what's the day that it could fall on that you wouldn't be there? Maybe the weekend, but if it was on a weekday, I can get a day off work. But you wouldn't really care all that much. Like you'd be over it the next day. I'd be like, that's messed up. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's messed up. <laughs> well, that's nice. Yeah, but you said in, in in his defense, you even said yesterday that if it was on a Sunday, you wouldn't want people no. to go if it's NFL Sunday. No, in fact, I I might leave my wishes to my wife later today and say if it is on a football Sunday don't do it on a football Sunday do they do they have Sunday funerals yeah absolutely really yeah my 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 great aunt got married got, got married got uh, her funerals on a football Sunday and it was a, a it was terrible did you go? you know it was the day that Dennis Bird got hurt no yeah November 28th 1992 yeah and I had to rush back to her apartment and lock myself in another room to watch football for the remainder of the day did you physically lock the door? Yes. Who did the Giants play that day? I don't remember. But I remember, well, because obviously it was against the Kansas City Chiefs, I believe, and he, yeah. he ran into Scott Mercero, and I just, I'll always remember that. that Who was, was the horrible. Chiefs quarterback that day? Steve DeBerg. No? No. Uh, I don't know. I want to say it was Dave Craig. Maybe. You could be right. Just lost that game? No. Yeah, that was a bad year, 92. Um, let, let's go along yeah, Dave here. Craig. Let's go to Chris in North Carolina. Chris, go ahead. You're on uh, the Morning Roast. Morning, fellas. How we doing? Good. Hello, Chris. Good. I've been saving this roast since about a week before RJ's baby was born because it gave him a laugh on hold. And oh, wow. I am here to roast the sweeper and especially Michael K. Because last season, Jeff Nelson spilled the beans on the sweeper saying that it's just a slider. It's no different, and it's so obvious that there's a push, a PR campaign behind this sweeper, but Michael K. said he agreed, and then he wasn't going to call it a sweeper anymore, and then he kept calling it a sweeper for the rest of the season. There's no such thing as a sweeper. It's the same thing as a slider. It moves a little bit more because you squeeze it a little bit tighter. Mariano Rivera had a different cutter than everybody else, but nobody. there was no PR campaign to rebrand it. Why would, there, why would there be a PR campaign? Like, it, I it, don't it, know. Because, no, millennials can't, because millennials can't stop. They just can't No, Chris stop. is right. Chris, Chris, you're, you know what? This is the roast of the day. Congratulations. I'm with you on that one. Hey, Dave, uh, because of the sweeper, that got Sean Manaya a two-year deal from the Mets. Because apparently last year after Sean Manaya was demoted to the bullpen – for the crummy Giants, he somehow pulled this pitch called a sweeper out of his rear end, and his improvement on the mound allowed him to go out there and get a multi-year deal from the Mets. All right. So you want to go after Kay and him calling it the sweeper? That's that's fine. Uh, I'm, I'm ready to go here. Now, RJ, let, let me turn to you. I know that you're, you're, your voice struggling. Would you? Would it be easier for you to go now or to go a little bit later during the roast? Whenever you'd like. Okay. I'd like you to kind of to go last here. You know, maybe like the best for last because you're always so good at like the bean roast and all that. Um, so I was at a um, a baseball, I guess it was a kind of a, a sh- like a scout day, we'll call it, with Ben yesterday. Mm-hmm. And run into anybody? Uh, yeah, but I'm not going to get into that on the air. <laughs> so 
Ben goes out and does his thing, and then and then they're on the field, an indoor facility, and behind the glass, all the parents now convene and sit and watch. Parents are insane. Yeah. So I grab a chair from like the dining area because I can't stand for like two uh, two and a half hours. Grab a chair, put it down, sitting there watching, and and I'm near the window, and parents now start to mill around. The uh, the obsession with youth sports and these parents. It's like I'm thinking to myself. Do you do you have any other interest in your entire life? Well, what team is your kid on? And how fast does he run the 60? And has he ever taken a lesson with Bobby? Because Bobby, throw, you know, he'll teach the kids how to throw the sweeper. I'm sitting there. I'm like, I, I, can't, I can't sit here. I can't do it. And, and I have a parent. Well, what team does your son play on? I'm like, does he know this guy? Does he know that guy? Has he ever played with this? Has he ever played a Domination? Does he know? And I'm just like, I, get, I said, you know, I wake up so early. I said, I'm really tired. I'm going to close my eyes for a few minutes. He goes, do you mind if I keep talking? And I said, yeah, if I'm trying to sleep, you talking to me is probably going to prohibit me from doing so. But that didn't stand in his way. Well, has he ever worked with Joe? Because Joe Joe teaches the catchers how to drop and block so beautifully and the backside swing and the hips and the movement and the this. And finally, Dan, I had to get up and leave. I got up and I left. And, and I couldn't even sit there and watch Ben the entirety because parents of Youth athletes are the worst, the yeah, absolute that, worst. It sounds like that could happen anywhere, though. But I was going to ask, like, why didn't you just get up and leave? I would have done it sooner. I'll t- because I wanted to watch Ben. Yeah, but like couldn't my, you go to some place else where you could still watch him no, and, they're, and, they're, and avoid I mean, the person? So, it, it, you know, like, it, it's you're behind the glass, like, you know, these indoor facilities. Did the music just get much louder, it got, by the it, way? It, got, it feels like I'm at a <laughs> rock concert. Yeah, yeah. so... You're behind the glass, and they're in the heart of the facility, and every ounce of the glass, people are, like, pinned up to, like, they're at the... It got a lot louder again, right? It's like I'm at Lollapalooza. Yeah. Um, it, they're, they're pinned up against, like, they're at the zoo. So there's no area where you can see that you can avoid a parent. And every parent wants to tell you where their kid plays, how hard he throws, his exit velocity, who he trains with, how fast he runs the 60, what players he plays with, how great he is, how, you know, either Penn or University of Florida or the coach at UCLA is interested in your kid. Nobody cares. And I, and I got news for you. And, and I don't mean to take a shot at you because you are one of the – and the music is much louder again too. <laughs> <laughs> but all these kids, guess what? Your kid either has it or he doesn't That's have exactly it. That's exactly right. That's going to ultimately determine whether he's playing at Yankee Stadium or he's just playing no professional baseball. And, and I'm, either I'm born the other with way. it or you're not. Because Willie Mays, Joe DiMaggio, all the freaking greats, they didn't go to driveline or the freaking indoor facility and Bobby and Jimmy and Joe and running the 60. They called. They played baseball outdoors, and they loved it, and that was it. They were either good or they weren't. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. I have no issue with kids attending the event. I have no issue with parents watching the kids attending and participating in the event. Not everybody cares about everything. Where's he gets his cleats? Did you, did you ever go to this bat place across the bridge? It's unbelievable. Oh, my God. I had to get up and I had to walk out and I missed Ben throw from the outfield because I cannot stand these parents. Speaking of, like, remember yeah. the... Um Last some, you know, like we, we have the uh, the Don softball thing. Because I, I mean, I'm not playing baseball or softball regularly anymore. Right. But I remember you for the were game quite last the baseball was, player back in the day, though. 
Oh, great baseball player. Yeah. So, but I said, you know what? I could maybe see if I could freshen up the glove. Like, I still use the glove I had when I was a kid. So it's like 30 years old or something like that. So I went to the store, I remember last summer, just to like price gloves. Mm-hmm. It's obnoxious what that market has now turned into. So, and how about, so Ben was an infielder who now plays outfield. So I, he had to buy him an infield glove and then an outfield glove. How did these gloves become as expensive as cars? Like, wh- what, what did I, guess I miss? There's, there's, a, there's a want for them. Right? But I you mean, agree. You, it's if, ridiculous. If, you, if you're willing to pay it, they're going to build it very expensively. I mean, we're talking hundreds, hundreds, hundreds of dollars. Hundreds of dollars. Insane. Let's go, let's go to Hot Take Johnny in the car and bring him on for the roast. Good morning, gentlemen. Shout out to the company of Jace. How are you doing today? Johnny. Good morning, Hot Take. So I'm calling to roast Mike Tannenbaum. I know you guys are worried about him, but you should have been worried about him for years. This guy has had the worst take for GM moves that, that anyone I could see. I could pull out a middle school kid who just plays Madden and do a better job of his ideas. A few years ago, he thought, Back when Russell Wilson was getting traded from Seattle, he thought the Giants should give up both top 10 picks for Russell Wilson because he could walk in with his his Super Bowl ring, throw it on the table, and that would automatically make the Giants a first uh, a playoff team. When Antonio Brown walked off the field for the Tampa Bay Bucks, he thought the Cowboys should sign him to one-day contracts because by doing that, that would guarantee that he would be on his best behavior because he wouldn't want to lose the continual one-day contracts. The guy just walked off the field and lost millions of dollars. One-day contract is not going to guarantee he comes back. I, I hear Mike Tenenbaum's a super nice guy. Great That's guy. That's great and all. But, but as far as you, this show is above him. He, whoever books him should be Rose, too. If that's Winthrop, he goes in this Rose. It's, he, it's RJ. He is the one. It's R- R- thanks R- for the R- call, <laughs> Hot Take, Johnny. R- RJ just went right after you. But in, fa- in I'm, fairness I'm, I'm, to RJ, I think we said on air we're concerned about his well-being. RJ, book him. Yeah, I mean, if I'm caught up in it, then so be it. I'm, I'm the conduit. I'm hey, the RJ. one who physically did the reaching out. Did, did you notice that before Johnny could even get the words out of his mouth, oh, Dave. he already had that his foot on the gas and steamrolled that bus over you? He's like, it's RJ. It was, it's I mean, RJ. Who, who booked him? No, because he went after my friend John Winthrop. My friend John Winthrop was not booking the show. Uh, no. Who books the show? Uh, well, RJ. So, uh, how dare he take a shot at John Winthrop? Yeah, uh, so basically now we know how things stand. It's John Winthrop, and then way down at the bottom on the ground is RJ in, l- in your let's, life. Let's be honest, Dan, Dan we always knew where things stood we always wow i i adore rj but i'm not gonna let someone take a shot at my friend john winthrop when john winthrop did nothing wrong so let's take a shot at rj i even said i believe it was us i believe it was dan and i who said mike's not well book him on the show i'm taking responsibility but don't blame john john did nothing and in fairness to us when mike when we had him on earlier in the week like we said to mike on the air are you well right because your trades are insane insane Let's go. I heard this is a good one. Steve and Piscataway. Morning roast away, Steve. Good morning, gentlemen. I hope I don't black out there in this one because this one, this one's good. Um, my current boss is actually listening to you guys right now, so this means a lot to me. So I'm going to roast you. Yes, 
John at the car dealership. I won't say which one, so now you know it's you. For the kind words you gave during my reference call. Little do you know <laughs> that the place that I interviewed at, the manager is a friend of mine. So we called for a recommendation and all the nice things you said about me, don't hire him. He's not a good employee. He'll never show up on time. Oh my God. I'm actually thinking about firing him. I heard all of it, buddy. Lose my number, Jack Wagon. Don't act like my friend. Ridiculous. I heard it all. I got the job. Thank you. Are you giving you two weeks right here on the air? Two weeks? What do you mean two weeks? That is my last day. I'm still showing up. And he's going to be there. You're going to be there. Can't wait to see you. Bravo, Steve. Bravo. That's that's a a good roast. Bravo. That's a great roast. That's a beautiful roast. That's that's the roast as intended. Dave, he's showing up today on the last day. This is the spite show up. Yeah. It's a spite show up. Oh, and he just called it. I I would pay good money to be there when the two of them make eye contact. John Jackwagon, he said. Can can you tape it and and send us the video? Well, you know what? You 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 tape it. You put that thing on social media. It goes viral. Yes, absolutely. Oh, that is tremendous. That, you you gave the other gentleman the roast of the day. That that might no, be the yeah, roast I, of the I, year. I I take it back. I I don't want to be like that guy. But yeah, this is this is going to be hard to beat. Well, that was delightful. Wow, good for him. What a road. Like to All come right. to the car dealership. I may, not, I may not buy a car, but I would like to shake your hand. Do you imagine the weekend this guy is going to have? I mean, his feet might not even touch the ground. That's how good it's going to be. No, it's going to be great. And he's out of there today. And he starts a new better job next week. I mean, what what a win for Steve. Just, and, and think about this. He got the job, the other job, despite the fact that that the other guy gave him zero chance or tried to give him zero chance of netting said job, and he still got it. Unbelievable. What, what, oh, what a treat that was. All right, RJ, I didn't mean to do this. I didn't know that was going to be so good. You can follow that one up with yours. You're a mean person. I didn't know it was going to be that good. <laughs> if, 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 you, if you were producing the show at, a, at the highest of levels, you would have said, save Steve for last. We end it there. You didn't do that. I said make sure you get to him at some point, not, and I, I, right. not r- right before me. Well, but I didn't know. How, I mean, you, you should have said save him for last. Dan, come on. Should he not have told me save this guy for last? It's the best roast we have. It seems if that like, wasn't communicated, it probably should have been. Yeah. yeah. You do a lot of finger pointing. Well, you know what? When you're the guy who makes the mistake, I'm going to point the finger. We know. No, it's, it's more we than know. just the finger. Like I said, you hit him with the bus. You look for reasons, it feels like. You should have seen Grasa using his middle finger to adjust his glasses at me the other day. Still doing it, right? I, 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 I don't think it was... No, I don't think I've done it today once, as a matter no, of fact. No, not one time. No, because once I called it out, now he uses his index No, you finger. know why? Because I'm wearing different um, cans today, so it oh. doesn't affect the glasses. Yeah, they're nice like... in glasses. Well, because it's so early in the morning, I don't want to stick the contacts No, but I'm saying, like, if I were you, I would always wear glasses. You look terrific in glasses. But I look even better and maybe even more terrific without the glasses. I'm not sure. You're, I'm good you're either a way. very attractive, spectacled man. I am good either way, my friend. Yeah. Maybe I could get a glasses endorsement deal or something. I would doubt that. All right, uh, RJ, go ahead. All right, so I came across this yesterday. Is this about a bean? No, I, I maintain, though, that you just didn't understand that, and that's the reason you don't like it. It was so far above his head, he just couldn't grasp it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, well, you, you, you unintentionally admitted it on the air that you were very confused by it, even no, there's though a you, new, There's a New York bean in comparison to the Chicago bean, and the whole, the whole thing was at least, just, it, no, at, least you, at least you understand that there's two separate beans. Yeah, you, you not knowing, despite having heard it live, is and then making fun of it for two years. And, and also, that's, Dan also, it went on forever, it was one of these, it was like... 
I remember it. I remember of, it. Uh, were you here for that one? You know, I, I, I've heard it. So, but but just the way you said it there, you're like, is it about a bean? No, but <laughs> but Dan, Dan, you missed a, a like, man and a bean. Dan, you missed a he had, he unintentionally revealed that he <laughs> did not have a grasp of the story, and that the thing he was making fun of me for for years is just. Uh, he missed a detail of the story by basically zoning out. Well, you I mean, RJ, was, that's you not know hard. What it was to, Dan, not hard to fathom. Here, here's here's what it was. Yeah, it went on so long that even a person with the the patience of a saint, like a Mother Teresa, would have been like RJ. Shut this thing up! It so, was so way, bad. So so, so the, imagine the the person who has the attention span of a squirrel. Right. Imagine that's right. And how do we know Mother Teresa had this great patience? Like she she's was always known. like she's a patient woman. No, but she's always like the go-to example. Ga- Gandhi is that better? How do she's, you know? Like the Mahatma, know? if the Mahatma himself would have heard that roast, he would have been like, "RJ, move on." I think you should move on. It was a horrendous morning roast. I think you should move on. Wait a sec. Yeah. So wait a sec. The Mahatma yeah. now sounds eerily. <laughs> Similar I, I to all you. the Mediterranean and European women who encountered him. I have one voice. I got to tell you, between the Mahatma and, and Oscar Pistorius, you are on one today. Let me tell you. <laughs> He's the one that did the voice of Oscar Pistorius. That's right. OP to his friends. You know, next, runner. next time I, you try to take a nap at a baseball event, I hope someone. I hope two people talk to you at the yeah, same time. Who's in me bathroom? I don't know. Who's in me bathroom? <laughs> I really don't know. All right, go ahead, RJ. We cover tell Lyman. Us, tell us all I about I just the heard game. a full-fledged snort. Yeah, tell it. Oh, oh, me. Somebody's in the loo. Better see who it is. <laughs> uh, I got I to read this email quickly. Oh, uh, hi, Dave. I'm only able to listen every day on my way to work from 6 to 7, so unfortunately I'm not able to call into the roast, but I'm hoping you could read this on air when you do the segment today. I need to roast Dan. As I said, I listened live for the first hour, and then I listened to the podcast for the other three hours on my way home from work and at home. I have to listen to Dan sniff and snort all week long. Please tell him, turn your microphone off. Love you guys. Jen Montone. Well, Jen, thanks for checking in. I'll admit, there was a couple of occasions on the one day, I think it was Wednesday, where maybe I got a little negligent with that stuff, but otherwise, I don't think it's like a week long thing. Well, I, I mean, I said it now because I just heard of. Are you going to let RJ get to his roast? Yeah. Yeah, get to his roast. Go ahead. I hope it's about a bean. Go ahead, RJ. <laughs> just missed the story. Sad, really. I can't come down to your level. So, you might not have liked that one, Dave. I think you'll agree with this one. I saw a story yesterday perusing through Twitter, and I thought this can't possibly be true. Then I saw the same story later on in the day, reposted by Mike Florio. So I said, oh, well, this is to be taken serious now. The story says, and it originated from a man named Derek Gunn, who I believe works in Wisconsin. And he has like 75,000 followers and some pretty legit ones. So I'm to take him serious. He says, according to sources... And this is the reason for the Philadelphia Eagles falling off a cliff at the end of the season. Jalen Hurts' big contract pulled the team in numerous directions and pulled him in directions on and off the field. And under a lot of pressure, he did not handle well. But also, Big Dom's suspension (laughs) is part of the reason the Eagles suffered so many losses. He continues... 
Big Dom controlled Nick Sirianni's emotions on the sideline. In his absence, Nick got into numerous arguments with players and coaches during games, which led to losses. You guys can't be serious. You cannot be serious. He's reporting, Derek, I'm not going after him, or Mike Florio. But you would agree, Florio reposting and writing his own article on PFT substantiates it. I'm sure he looked into it. Uh, we didn't even know who Big Dom was until the guy got into the face of Debo Samuel. Now you're telling me is the reason for the downfall of the Eagles' entire season? So Yes, and I'm not going after Big Dom, despite that incident that happened against the Niners, Dre, Dre Greenlaw. Who I am going after is Nick Sirianni. Clown. Nick, what is it that you do, my friend? Because you, f- you f- fly through coordinators. Offense, defense, in, out. They leave last year. You get two new ones. They're both gone. And you're fighting with your players and assistant coaches because the head of security is not there to contain you? I don't understand. I think, actually, Eagles fans are starting to come to this side that Nick Sirianni just ain't it, man. It's unraveling is what it's doing. Good. I hope it continues yeah, unraveling. I think we're, we're all on yeah, that same there, page. There, there's twofold, by the way, there. One is that, wow, you, you really need the head of security, the the coach to control your emotions. There's there's that side of it. And also, what, the, the guy whose job it is to control your emotions couldn't control his emotions and got suspended in the first place? Right. Exactly. So, his I, job's to control you. He can't control you, and he can't control himself. All, Got to run out of the game, not allowed on the sidelines. It all looks very well, well-oiled machine over there. Yeah, oh, it, it's great. I got to tell you, it makes up for the bean roast. That's a good roast. I appreciate that. Roast. By the way, the gentleman that, that came right before me, it's the greatest roast of all time. It, it, the he man, wins. The man called out his boss and quit on the spot. Right. Right. Like, it'll well, never, it'll never and he be, named him. Not like my boss is listening. He named the boss. It'll, right. ne- it'll never be topped. You, you know, the only thing that could have made it better, maybe it was, I don't know that we know it, is if he actually made the call from the office. Oh, I think he Could was. Be. I think he was on his way in. Yeah, or if he yeah. went, if, he, if, he went if he's not, at, if he's not at the office, he'll be there very soon. He could. Can you imagine if he was in like the back office, made the call, knew the guy was listening, and then walked into the front and said, "How do you like them apples?" He cut a wrestling promo on the air. It was that's that, cutting was, the promo. It was beautiful, is what it was. So, so there you have it. That's the morning roast. Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.